Here we go. Episode number 52 of the And I Quote Morning Show. The podcast is recording. We are all set. We are good to go. Oh, wait, I got to get my video going. I suppose that means I'm not all set. Top of the morning, sir. I see you. See, Melissa, see, I knew it. You always start us off great anyway. All right, here we go. So Melissa's question that's going to start us off, right? Her question was, how do I stop making the same mistake over and over and over and over again? How do I stop repeating the same mistakes? How do I stop, you know, just tripping over that same little curve, right? How do I stop bumping my head on that same thing? That's a phenomenal question, way to start us off. So I look at that in a lot of different ways, right? First of all, I think you are ahead of most of us because you are conscious of it, you're aware of it. You're actually realizing that something is off here, right? I'm, you're paying attention. Everything always begins with awareness, right? It begins with consciousness. So now you're conscious that something's wrong. I need to make a change here. I'm tired of cracking my dome on this same thing every time. I'm tired of falling for the same thing over and over and over. So that's number one. You, you, you acknowledged it. And in your acknowledgement, and in the way that you phrased your question, you also said, you know what? I'm sick of this. I want to make a change. So you acknowledged it, and now you have a desire to actually make a change, right? So that's a mature thing as well, because sometimes we'll, we'll acknowledge it, but we'll frame it in our minds in a way to pretend like it's not an issue, right? We'll pretend like it's nothing. We'll ignore it. So we'll see it, but we'll pretend that we don't see it, or we'll pretend that it's not as severe of an issue as it is. So you're ahead of the game. So those two come first. And now you, the next thing in it, you took action. You reached out. You said, you know what? Who do I have access to that could probably help me out with this? That could give me some insight. That could give me maybe some, some things to consider. And you took action, right? So again, you're way ahead of most people. So how would I address that? Those three things, right? I would speak to first. Acknowledging that, you know, awareness, you know, and, and then acknowledging that this is an issue for me, right? This is a pain point that I want to put behind me. And then I'm, and then I'm going to, I'm going to seek help, right? That's a part of emotional maturity, knowing who and when to ask for help. You know, you don't, don't, you don't ask someone that you don't think is going to be able to assist you. And you ask for the map before you go in the woods, right? You ask for help when you need help. You don't wait until you fall on your face and ask for help, right? Whatever happened, happened. And then you had a moment of clarity. You said, you know what? I don't want to go down this road anymore. Let me do something about it. So the, you see what I'm doing, guys? I'm building a ladder toward, toward overcoming this, right? That first step and then that second step and then that third step. And so now... Now that I'm aware of this issue, and now that I'm aware of the pain that it's causing me, now I have to zoom out a little bit. I have to kind of back up and say, okay, hmm, oh, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. This, this will help us all in, in every area of our lives. We have to become students of inevitability. Here he goes again. What the hell does that mean? I'm a student of inevitability. If I keep, if I kick this table, it's, my toe is going to hurt. Right. If I sip this coffee too fast, if, if I'm not cautious with sipping this coffee, I could burn my mouth. 
right? That's inevitable. If I punch this wall, I could possibly break my hand. So I need to start paying attention to the things that are inevitable and making better decisions with those things, right? A lot of times we'll pretend like me punching that wall is not going to hurt me. I get angry, ah, I punch the wall, ah, now y'all see me. I got ice on here, my wrist is bent back, I'm in a sling, knuckles broken. Well, it was inevitable that if I punched that wall, something was gonna happen, right? If I go play in traffic right now with the car slipping and sliding and all this good stuff, right? Right? Then, you know, I would, exactly, I definitely got that. I told you that was my mentor, I told you, I told you. <laughs> exactly, I'm, listen. My number one mentor, I'm definitely his son. So, um, yes, yeah, so where was I? Oh, inevitability, right? A student of inevitability. So we need to pay attention to those things, right? And so as I'm paying attention to those things, now I become a better decision maker, right? Now I take the blinders off. Now I stop just tripping through life and just, you know, just allowing life to happen to me. I'm taking responsibility for how I'm moving through life. And now that I'm aware of a situation, right, if every day I trip over this particular curve, right, now I'm paying attention, now I'm aware, now I no longer want to trip over this curve. Now, right, if I do what I've been doing every day, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to trip over this curve again. So now that I'm aware and I have a desire not to trip over that curve, I'm paying attention. I'm understanding that it's inevitable that if I don't make any changes, I'm going to trip over that curve. Now I'm going to pay attention to this curve. Now I'm going to lift my feet up. Maybe I make an adjustment and I go another way. I go slightly in a different direction where I have a smoother path forward, right? So I come up with some different options, right? And I choose one and I go. And it may not be the perfect option but I tried something different. I choose and I go. And then the next go round, same thing. I evaluate the situation. I look at my options. I say, okay, I'm gonna try this way. And then I go this way. And then inevitably, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some different outcomes because I've made some different choices. And then from there, right? I've totally changed, right? I've totally, I've grown. I've outgrown that particular situation. After a few times, that curve that I kept tripping over, that held me up for years, that very issue that was keeping me small, that was, that was tearing me up, now it's a non-issue, right? Because I've, I've dealt with the thing, right? So whatever that thing is that keeps repeating itself, right? You're already ahead of the game, right? So think, just, just start thinking about it, start zooming out, evaluating the situation, looking at what choices are available. Well, I know what happens if I go there. If I keep doing the same thing, I'm gonna get the same result. I don't like that result. So let's remove that one. I, I got Jarvis in front of me, y'all. I'm swiping and moving and stuff. But anyway, so we get that one off the table. Okay, let me look at these. Okay, let me try this one. This one looks like it'll work. Okay, that worked, but uh, it was a little rough. Okay, cool, no problem. Let's try this one. And then let's try this one. You, you get what I'm saying, right? We move forward, we, we gather the data, and then we, we reconvene, we look at it again, and then we keep going, and we keep going, and we keep going. And before you know it, those things that, you, that keep tripping you up, they'll be behind you because you're now looking at them from a, different, from a different perspective. You're looking at them differently, but first and foremost, you're ahead of the game, and I, I applaud you, and I congratulate you because, right, you took 
the necessary, those, those several of the necessary steps that a lot of us don't want to take. I'm gonna just keep tripping over that curb every day and just go, ah, stupid curb, as if it's the curb's fault. Mm, no, it's my fault. I'm tripping over the curb. The curb is sitting there minding this business, just curbing. <laughs> the curb is just curbing, right? I'll keep tripping over the curb. All right, anyway, what else? I hope that answers your question. What else, what else, what else? Come on, y'all, let's do it. Let's do it. Tick tock, tick tock, the clock is ticking, let's do it. Adrian, you're right. I'm definitely, uh, definitely, definitely uh, tapped and tapped in and tuned in with Jim Rohn. Definitely my my mentor for sure. Um, I read his work and listen to his work because it's so basic and simple, right? And it teaches you the fundamental principles on how to live your life. And then I just add my own flavor to it, right? And it helps me to level up, right? But it gives me that solid foundation, right? No cute stuff, no fluff. It's like, this is gonna get you this, period, right? And I love, love, love it. It really helps me. Awesome, Melissa, appreciate it. Yes, just the curve, just down there curving, right? Hey, Kalita, good morning. All right, what else? Oh, thank you for throwing that definition in there, right? The quality of being certain to happen. Exactly, if I keep doing the same thing, then I'm gonna get the same result. Like if I don't make any changes, the outcome isn't gonna change. And a lot of us are kind of stuck there, right? We're just gonna keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know what they say about people who do that, right? I won't touch that one. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it always butchers, uh, butchers his name, the disrespect, right? All right, anything else? Anything else? If not, I'm gone. Anything else? I'm, I'm here. Let's go. Tap in. Any questions? Questions, quotes? Let's do it. Melissa started us off. Melissa always uh, starts us off with the great questions. So thank you for that question. Question was, uh, if you tapped in a little late, question was, how do I avoid repeating the same mistakes? And I gave in, you know, <laughs> in typical uh, <laughs> Reese fashion, this long, long around the mulberry bush answer, but we ended up getting there. <laughs> While I'm giving y'all a few seconds to throw your questions in there, right? I've been working on making shorter video, making some short form videos. So I'm about to flood y'all timeline because I got it. I know y'all probably like, mm -hmm, I got it. I'm telling you, 15 seconds, 12 seconds, 18 seconds, crushing it. Mm -hmm. Just watch. Just stay tuned. I got to wait till I get this Lamont off of me, though, before I start posting those videos. Nothing? We got nothing? Oh, man, this was the easiest Freestyle Friday ever. Oh, OK, here we go. Oh, that's why you're my man. So Eric asked, how do I overcome the fear of approaching someone to ask for help when I'm struggling? How do I overcome the fear of approaching someone to ask for help when I'm struggling? Or I know someone is struggling. So if I'm struggling and I need some help, how do I overcome the fear to ask for help for me? Or if I notice, if I see someone that I care about struggling, right? How do I overcome that fear of asking for help, right? Phenomenal, phenomenal question, right? So let's, let's look at that, right? So what's, what am I afraid of? 
I would start there, right? What am I afraid of? Hmm, you know, let's see. I, maybe there's some pride there. I'm talking about myself now, right? Let's, let's kind of walk through it together, right? Maybe there's a sense of pride there. I actually have to admit that I'm struggling. Whoa, my ego may get in the way and not allow me to do that, right? I have to keep up. I have to keep on pretending that I have it all together, right? So, so pride can get in the way. My ego can get in the way, right? Um, not wanting to be, you know, not wanting to be, to feel alienated, right? Not my desire for connection, my desire to fit in, right? A lot of times uh, you use struggling, but a lot of times I'm struggling to be because I want to be me, but I also want to fit in. And so perhaps I'm doing things and saying things and I'm, 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 I'm involved in activities and I'm going places and I'm connecting with people, right? Because I desire that connection, right? And I want to be loved and I want to be accepted, but there's something in me that doesn't really want to be here, but there's that part of me that does want to be there. And so there's that internal struggle, struggle, I'll always call it the internal civil war, the inner civil war, right? And so, and then when I ask for help, right? What's this person going to think of me, right? Is if I ask for help, hmm, it's going to expose the lies I've been telling up to this point. Hmm, what about that? I've been saying I'm fine. I got it. I've been saying that, boom, I've been pretending. I've been operating under a, an assumed identity. And if I ask for help, I have to expose myself. And what if, what if you examine all of me? What if, what if you actually really, you know, pull the curtain back and look at my life? Because what, what does help look like? Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot that can be going on in someone's mind. I just wanted to think about a, a, a few things right there. Right. So so that fear. Right. What I have to do is I have to. I have to decide. Right. That the pain I'm presently experiencing is worse than the pain of the thing that I, that I fear. Right. The pain of exposing myself. Right. The pain of asking for help. I have to decide that I'm important. I, I really, really want to change. I really, really want the assistance. I can't do this myself. I can't do it anymore. I have to draw a line in the sand and make that decision, right? I have to make where I'm at much more painful than that process of asking for help. Right. So that's one way to look at it. Right. So here's here's how we can do that. Right. And this is this is an exercise that I do with people. Um, if I continue on this path, right, what are the inevitable outcomes? If I don't ask for help and I continue down this path, I continue making these same decisions, I continue repeating these behaviors, right? What are the possible outcomes? Where am I going to end up? What are the possible outcomes? Is this something that could possibly take my life? Is it something that could possibly take someone else's life? Could this put me could this put me behind bars? Could this ruin my relationships, right? What damage, what are the, what are the possible outcomes? What are the, what's the damage, right? 
What's the damage? What's the, what are the risks, right? What are the factors? What can take place if I don't make any changes here? And, and really examine that. Okay, wow, let's do it. If I continue down this path, these are the, these are the possible outcomes. Okay, boom. And now, come on back. Now, if I reach out for help, right? What are the possible outcomes? Well, the person may judge me. Okay, well, and examine that. And what we'll find, right? If we're honest both ways, we'll find that we'll probably run, 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 run fast toward asking for help, right? But, but a lot of times we need to say those things out loud or what I, what I suggest is writing them down because, you know, even if you type it, write it, whatever, it's like, okay, if I continue down this path, what can happen? This can happen. This can happen. That can happen. I can lose my wife. I can lose my children. I can lose this. I can end up in jail. I can end up dead. I can end up sick. I can end up with brain damage. And I'm just throwing stuff out there. And I don't know what it is. I could lose my job. This could happen. That could happen. This could happen. Wow. Probably should do something about it. And on the flip side, once I get over that fear of being judged and that little handful of things, and then I start to imagine all of the all of the positive things that can come from asking for help right then it's like okay when i have these two well thought out options in front of me then i make a conscious choice right and and then i set myself up to go down whichever path i so choose right so that's a way that i would good morning that's that's a way that i would um i would look at that and that exercise that exercise is really helpful, right? And you don't have to spend a week on it. You can literally say, okay, look, for the next two minutes, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna think about it. What could happen? What could go wrong? What, what could happen if I continue down this path? This can lead to this and boom, 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 boom. Okay, now think about it the other way. And when you have them in front of you, when you really think them through, and when I didn't give it to you, when you gave it to you, I just gave you the question, and you tapped into what was already in there, what you already knew, game changer, right? Game changer. So that's how I would approach that. Let's see. That's a great question. Indeed, overcoming fear of rejection, also because we fear who, excuse me, also because we fear who we ask may not. Ah, also you have to just do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Let's see. It takes great strength to acknowledge one is struggling, but that acknowledgement could be the breath you need to survive. And the breath gives my fear the middle finger. Mm, absolutely. I love that. Let me read that again. It takes great strength to acknowledge one is struggling, but that acknowledgement could be the breath you need to survive. The breath you need to survive. And that breath gives my fear the middle finger. Thank you, Kalita. That, that was beautiful, right? It does take great strength to acknowledge that one is struggling. So if you're the person that someone comes to, right? The first thing, and, and if you guys notice, like, or if, you, if we've ever done any work together, the first thing I always do is I congratulate or I applaud you for having the courage, right? To raise your hand, having the courage to take the risk, having the courage to love on yourself a little bit and seek the help that you need, right? To acknowledge that you're struggling, to acknowledge that, you know what? I, I, I need a little assistance here, right? That's, that's a big deal. And I always start there, always, because I know, because I struggled and si suffered in silence for a long time, 
right? You know, God gonna work it out. And God is like, I sent people to help you, but you keep rejecting them. I'm trying to work it out. I sent this your way. I sent that person your way. I sent this person your way, but you keep talking about, no, thank you. I'm waiting on the Lord. He sent me, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't see it. But anyway, right? So it does take great strength to acknowledge and it takes courage, right? It takes courage, courage, courage to step forward. But when you have those polarities in front of you, when you have those like worst case, best case to examine, it's then it just becomes, okay, you know, then it just makes sense to go this way when I have these two things in front of me, it just makes sense to go this way, right? We can kind of simplify it a bit. We can take some of the punch out of it, right? When we look at it like that. All righty. Oh, let's see. Melissa says, can we talk about the fear? Of course we can. Of course we can. Two seconds. That was, a, that was an extra long one. That was like 3.3 seconds. So the fear of rejection, the fear of rejection, fear of rejection. First of all, it's something that ex exists for all of us right? All of us at some level, we carry this around with us, right? It's just, it's just human nature. So don't feel like, you know, don't feel small if that's you, right? Ah, appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. It used to be black, but now it isn't, but that's all right. So don't feel less than, don't feel small. Don't, don't feel like, oh my goodness, why do I, it's, it's a common thing. So let's let's establish that, right? It's a common thing. So now, now let's kind of unpack it a little bit, right? Fear of rejection, what even, what is that? What, what is it, right? What is fear of rejection, right? Fear of what? what? What's the worst? So what happens is we tell ourselves these stories in our head and shiz, what up? We tell ourselves these stories, right? In our head and we create these, these disastrous situations. And 99% of the time, that worst case scenario, that insane action film that you've created, right? That almost never happens, right? But that, that's what happens, right? We have, these, we have these monsters in our head, right? So when we look at a situation, right? I wanna do this, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And you've never done that. And we talk ourselves out of it, right? For fear of rejection. But what does that even look like? What does that? So I always like to like examine the thing first, right? So before we can overcome it and fight it, let's, let's take a look at it first, right? Because I always look at it like once we understand the thing a little, then we can change our relationship with the thing. Right. And in this situation, oftentimes that fear of rejection, we see it as this huge monster that's coming to devour us. But if we really examine it and we really think about the possible outcomes, right, the thing the, the sting of that rejection. Right. What we'll see that that thing that we created, this big monster in our head is really something small. It's really something that we can easily get by. Right. So. How do we do that, right? So again, we change our relationship from it. If you have to stand up and fight this huge giant monster, you're gonna approach that a certain way. But then if you shrink the monster down to something that you can handle, it's like, oh, okay. And you shrink it down by 
again, examining the outcomes. Okay, what, what could happen here, right? And then you say, okay, why is it that every time I approach a situation, why do I start telling myself, why do I go straight to me losing or me being rejected? Why is that my go-to? Like, why is that? Why is that my reflex? I want to try something, but, right? So that's rooted in what? That's rooted in I'm not worthy. That's rooted in I'm not enough, right? That, that's rooted in that. And so, so I need to examine that. Why do I feel unworthy of this particular thing? Why do I feel like I'm not enough to accomplish, to do, or to have this particular thing? Hmm, right? And so as we examine that, that's where the real work, right, can take place. That's when and where the real work needs to take place. So the fear of rejection, that what shows up on the surface is the result of what? I'm not worthy, I'm not capable, or I'm not enough, right? The fear of rejection is just, Again, what shows up on the surface, the real issue, because if I believe, think about it, those areas where I'm, where I'm very confident and where I, where I know that I know that I know that I'm capable, I'm not, I don't even think about rejection, right? Those areas where I know that I know that I know, I know, I know that I'm worthy, right? I know that I'm enough in, this, in these particular areas, but over here, whoa. And so again, the work is what we need to do beneath the surface, right? To, 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 uh, to develop that muscle, right? To, to teach ourselves, to reprogram ourselves that I am enough, right? Why not me, right? Why not me? And again, so from there, that's where we can begin to break that ground up and plant some different seeds. And that's where we do things like we start to change, right? The things that we, we fill ourselves with. Right. We start to remove the things that are feeding us, that are feeding those negative thoughts and those negative feelings that we have about about ourselves. Right. Why do I feel like I'm not enough? Well, that's what life taught me. Well, how did life teach me that? Well, and what am I doing now? What's within my power right now to change? How can I begin to change that? How can I begin to plant and water some healthier seeds to help me develop? Right. Those particular help me develop those particular we'll call them skills. Right. Okay, if I feel like I'm not capable, what can I do about that? Okay, I can start to develop the skills that I need, right? In order to, in order to function in that particular thing that right now I feel like may reject me. So what, then I can look at the thing, okay, what skills are necessary? What, are, what skills are required? The people that, that, that excel in that, what are the things that, that make them excel? Okay, well, you know, this is, this is a great quality to have. Well, let me work on that. Let me examine myself. Let me rate myself there. And then let me do some work to, to skill up and to level up in that particular area. Oh, okay, what else? What are some other things? What do I, who do I need to connect with? What do I need to read? What do I need to listen to? And what do I need to rid myself of that's reinforcing that, that spirit of I'm not enough, right? You get where I'm going with this? And so a lot of times we want to deal with the outcome, right? The outcome is the fear of rejection. But the real challenge, the real problem, the real issue is beneath the surface and it's rooted in I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, and I'm not enough. And so that's where the real work comes in. So examine the thing, figure out what am I actually afraid of? What, what will rejection look like in this situation? Why would I be rejected, right? And then why am I afraid of that? A lot of times just 
having a dialogue with, the, with yourself about the thing, asking yourself some questions, right? And examining it, you'll be able to laugh at yourself and see like, oh, I was tripping about that. That's a small thing, or that's easy, or that's all it takes. A lot of times we'll look at something and we'll think it takes so much. And then we'll look at it, we'll examine it, we'll peel the layers back and say, oh man, that's actually pretty simple. I actually have those particular skills. I didn't realize that's what it needed. I mean, excuse me, that's what it took. So let me just go ahead. But a lot of times we see a thing and again, we make it a monster, right? So, so that's how I, again, in my, in my, in my long-winded around the mountain way of, of communicating, right? That's how I would look at that. I would re-examine, right, my relationship with the thing. Rejection, fear of what? What's going to happen? They're going to say no, and then what? Okay, they say no. Okay, then what? What happens then, right? What, what's, what happens? Okay, well, does life go on? Like, does it, is it over? Like, what, what happens, right? Maybe you, maybe you can get a reason why. Now, what if they tell, what if you ask and they, what if in the, with, what if the, oh, I just got excited. What if in that rejection is the information you needed to take back to learn what skills you need to develop, right? What if, what if that's, what if that's your measuring stick? Oh man, I will give you the opportunity, but you know, I noticed that you know you, you did well here, but these things here need to be tightened up. Thank you. You would have never gotten that information had you not, you know, took your shot, right? Had you not put yourself out there, as I like to say, had you not took the risk to hang your art on the wall. So, okay, why is no one interested in my art? Until I hang it up, until I get some feedback, I'll never know. Right. And then you get to improve. You get to work on some things. You get to develop yourself. You get to continuously grow and stretch and become more. But if you never hang your art on the wall, if you never take a risk, how are you going to grow? Where are you going to get the feedback from? You're going to just do everything in your head. That's a dangerous place to be. You don't want to do everything in here because we can be our own worst enemy far too often. So get out of your head, hang your art on the wall, ask some questions and don't take, take it personal, but don't take it personal, right? Think about that. Take it personal, but don't take it personal, right? It's not a personal attack, someone not being interested in purchasing your art, right? But you can learn in that feedback if you're so willing to do that. Kalita says sometimes, in order to get rid of the weeds of life, we have to examine our soil. What is happening within? What is the why? Bingo. Exactly. And basically, she summed up what I was saying, right? The weeds in our life. The weeds would be those, those feelings, those fears, those things that I'm allowing to make me shrink and keep me small, right? She said, examine the soil, right? The way I worded it is we have, to, we have to question, why do I feel unworthy? Why do I feel like I'm not capable? Why do I feel like I'm not enough? Because these actions that I'm taking, these thoughts that I'm thinking, right? These feelings that I'm experiencing are all rooted somewhere down in there. What is the why? I'm not enough. Well, why? Why do I feel that way? Well, because, 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 because. Okay, what can I do about that? 
okay, well, let me forgive myself first of all. Let me forgive myself for yesterday. And let me acknowledge the fact that I can't go back and change anything. But I can, right? I can redefine my relationship with yesterday. Okay, cool, cool. So I redefine those things. And now I can start to look at where I am and examine things differently and, and, and have different dialogue with things, right? Okay, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough over here. Okay, so what? how do I get better, right? If I don't feel like I'm good enough, how do I get better? Don't just stop at, well, I'm not good enough, okay? And then just kind of tuck your tail and go hide in a corner. No, if you truly feel like, you know, you're not capable of doing a thing, what do you want to do to level up? I want to write a book, but uh, I'm not really that, okay, well, what, what, what do I need to do? Okay, maybe I should start reading every day. Maybe I should just start when I have an idea or a thought, just start getting in the habit of taking notes and writing down what I'm thinking. Right. Before I think about putting a book together and all of that, just what skills do I need to develop? Right. OK, let me do a little research. Let me do a little homework. How do I get better? Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm not there today, but my muse is there. My muse is of me six months from now. What can I do between now over the next few months to develop these particular skills? Can I can I can I come up with a sentence a day? Can I even come up with an idea that I would like to write about? I would like to write about this. Cool. Let's just start there. What can I do? We, we always will see what we can't do. We'll see the roadblocks. We'll see the mountain. We'll see the dragon in front of us. And we'll just stop there. Okay. I can't, okay. Yeah. He's a little, uh, I don't know if I can defeat him. I don't really have the right weapons. Okay. Well, where can I get weapons from? Don't just stop and let the dragon eat you. Okay, I, what can I pick up? What can I, okay, hmm, I need a, oh, who can I, oh, Kalita makes those really awesome swords. I need to get to Kalita's house, okay. Hey, you know what? Oh, Adrian is good. She knows how to make those, those special shields. Ah, yes, thank you. While you're making the sword, I'm gonna run over here and, and talk to, you get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You don't just stop and let the dragon eat you. You, you processed, okay, what, okay, this is how I feel right now, but I don't want to feel like this. Look forward, okay, okay, read six months from now, I see you, okay, the dragon is gone, hmm, you're living on another level, well, what happened between now and, hmm, I need to examine that, what, what skills did you develop, who did you connect with, right, what did you do about it, right, we have to do something about it, a lot, we just, we're just like resigning to whatever, you know? I don't like doing this, so. So, it's over? Is you just gonna stop? No, <laughs> no way. You have a purpose, you have a mission, you have a life to live. Let me tell you something. I'm a product of improvement. <laughs> I'm a product of improvement, you know? Listen, I, <laughs> I've been through some things. I've done some things, right? And I, but I, I was never okay with where I was. And I said, you know what? I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to develop. I'm going to learn. I'm going to develop. I have these tools. I'm going to use them, right? People, people, listen, people live, do something for 50 years and then write a book about it that I can read in a couple hours. So they've condensed 50 years of experience in 300 pages. And it's something that I'm interested in. And I'm not going to take the, really? 
Is that what you're going to do? No, not me. I'm like, hmm, who's good at that? How can I learn about that? Okay, let me do some research. Let me pick, oh, look at this. Okay, three different places recommend this book. Let me take a look at it. Let me, let me, let me, oh, they have an audio? Cool, boom, let me start listening. Okay, let me look at this. Oh, this book recommended this one. Oh, okay, let me look at this. Oh, let me jump over here and that. And before you know it, you're just picking up things. Boom, boom, boom. You're developing skills and then you're taking your own insight and your own experiences. And now you're piecing those things together, connecting the dots and you're getting stronger. You're getting wiser, right? And now you're, you're a totally different person because you took action. You didn't just say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not really good at public speaking. So, so that's it. I'm not really good at public speaking. So I want to, I want to develop that muscle. I want to learn how to do that. Where do I start? Who can I talk to? What can I do? Oh, wow. Many, many people have the same issue. Okay. Well, I want to be one of the people that overcome it. How do you overcome it? Not us. A lot of times we just, we just stop. We just see the dragon and say, oh, man, I ain't messing with that dragon. I'm cool. And just let it eat us. No, I'm going to get my sword and my shield. I'm going to look. So let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Boom, 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 boom. They're greeting each other. You guys rock. Eric said, I used to be horrified of it. So Eric, Eric is my guy. Eric speaks for a living, right? <laughs> I used to be horrified of it. Now he does it for a living. Now he, he went from being, he said horror, his words, I used to be horrified of public speaking. Now I live for it. We just had a conversation. He said, man, I had some back work back to back. I was speaking here and I was on this webinar teaching and I was speaking here and I was doing this and it set me on fire. I loved it. How does one go from horrified to loving it? And I felt his energy coming, like it, it charged my batteries. How did you go from? He put in the work. He did the research. He invested in himself time, energy, effort, money. He, 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 he totally committed to the thing. So right now, Eric just proved to us all, and this has me excited, that I can be horrified of a thing, take some actions, and then I can totally love, love, love doing that very thing that used to scare me to death. Do you, do you guys, do you see that? What's between here, right? Maturity, self-discipline, right? And proper investment of my time and energy, proper budgeting of my resources. Right? Reps, reps after reps after reps after reps after reps. Eric and I will be talking and he'll say, yeah, I got, I have a block of time here. You know, you know, boom, boom, boom. Oh man, I have three hours here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on my talk. I'm gonna work on my talk. Yeah, I worked on my talk for four hours and then boom, boom, boom. Oh man, I have a window of time here. Man, I'm gonna work on my talk. I'm going to get those shots up, right? I'm going to put those reps in. I'm going to develop these particular skills and I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to critique myself. I'm going to hang my art on the wall and allow others to critique me. And I'm going to take that feedback, right? And then I'm going to get back in the gym and do it again. 
and again and again and again. And now what used to be this huge dragon in my life, right, terrorizing me, I now own it. Now its head is on my shelf. Now this is how I feed my family. I went from being horrified of this thing to now this is how I feed my family. This I built a career around something that once horrified me. Yo, people, people, I don't think, SJ, good morning. I don't think we, I don't think we're grabbing that. I don't think we're good. You don't know the outer limits of your effort. If you just sprinkle a little bit of effort into something, if you change your relationship with it, and if you fully commit to overcoming it, and not only overcoming it, but using it as, as the way forward, what are the, we don't know the outer limits of that. Think about it. He was horrified. Now he has a freaking career doing it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think we got that. So whatever that thing is that's haunting you right now, it's not over. It's only over if you say it's over. But you can absolutely say, come on now. <sighs> Eric, you're about to start a fire. I think my why was more powerful than my fear of speaking. Absolutely. That's something that we talk about all the time. Yeah, that's a part of the process. I'm committed to the process because that, 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 that. Plug in your reasons, right? Plug in your why, to use Eric's words. Plug in your reasons. I'm willing to face this thing that I'm horrified, that scares me to death because you fill in there what you please. And for Eric, his reasons, right? caused him to commit to develop himself, to develop the skills, to invest his time, energy, and money, right? And now, now he, he was, I was horrified. Now I love it. I live for it. Are you kidding me? Change, change your relationship with it. Exact, that's my go-to, Kalita. When I look at a thing, I'm like, hmm, I, I have to zoom out. That's where I get that from. I need to, well, wait a minute. Hmm, what is this? And that's how, that's how I'm good at managing and governing my emotions and not allowing them to govern me because I had to change my relationship with fear. I had to change my relationship with frustration. I had to change my relationship with anger, right? I had to change my relationship with, 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 with being the victim. I had to change my relationship with these things. And when you do that, right, when you, when you start to re-examine and reimagine things and you start to look at them from different angles and different perspectives and you begin to question, wait a minute, what, who, you no longer have permission to, 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 to have hold over me. Your keys no longer work in here. You can't get in here anymore. Yeah, yes, you used to. Your badge has been deactivated. Fear, you don't get to come in here anymore. Fear, shaking the door, trying to get in. No, you, yes, you were here before. You were here and you had, you had a huge role in here once upon a time. But now your, your, your badge has been deactivated. I've changed my relationship with you. Indeed, I've taken my power back. 
That's how I approach everything. One of my rules, right? Nothing gets to take from me. So I feel like it's taken from me. I need to, whoa, I need to re-examine that. I need to change my relationship with it. You're not here. You're not going to take from me. In fact, what you're going to do is you're going to add to me. So what used to horrify me, right? Now I'm a professional at that thing. And now I help people develop changing your relationship with the thing, changing your perspective. That's why focus is so important. I change how I'm seeing it, right? I always talk about going up, zooming out, go up to the 50th floor and re-examine. Think about it. Your relationship with the situation changes. If we're on the ground in the mix and then we go up to the 50th floor, oh, we have a whole different view of the situation. And now we can make better choices because we can see clearly where we want to go and what we want to accomplish. We can see where we are and we can see the obstacles and the different options and then we can make the next right decision. And now when that thing shows up again, it no longer has access. I've taken my power back from that thing. And in fact, when you show up, you show up, you represent a reminder for me to turn up. You represent, you're my reminder that I need to step my game up, that I need to go faster, that I need to do more. So that's what that looks like. All right, good peoples. I got a bail. You guys rock. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Another successful Freestyle Friday. I truly, truly appreciate you guys for tapping in. The questions, the comments, all of those wonderful things really, really help. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you. Now, Jello was better. Jello was better for sure. Jello. So, <laughs> uh, listen, we have to bail. Got some work to do, but I, I really, really appreciate you guys again. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you guys later.